The His Girl Friday podcast is brought to you in part by Messenger Fellowship, living the kingdom, fulfilling the call, proclaiming the truth. It's the most wonderful month of the year. How's it going, everyone? This is yours truly, Cameron Fry, co-founder of FryFreelance.com and HisGirlFriday.com. Go check both sites out. We have some fun and free giveaways uh, in time for the holidays, but enough blah, blah, self-promotion. Uh, you know, not my favorite thing to do. Just know that uh, there's some cool, exciting new developments you'll want to Hit up both those sites and uh, share the news with your friends. Give this show a like. Uh, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're all over the place. So uh, it's it's definitely a fun time to be doing this. And it's a fun time of year, really. It's just uh, the holidays just around the corner. There's a lot going on. A lot of us are probably caught up in this awkward dichotomy between being stressed out with all that we got to do. And just, you know, we, we generally truly enjoy this time of year. You know, it's a big birthday month in my family. So just a lot of celebrations, a lot of parties, a lot of socializing and just community. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have some Christmas pods later to round out this year. So I'll get into like the most, you know, just capturing the significance, the reason, the season, all that good stuff. But for tonight, the most random episode of 2018 did not see it coming, but had the idea planted a few days ago, actually a week ago. This is all inspired by what happened a week ago at this time. Uh, so some of you may know uh, my my number one hobby is meteorology, but my a close second is sports cards and memorabilia. I really enjoy the hobby, have for two decades. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit tonight about why I enjoy doing it and just like the big picture significance, um, of just finding meaning in our passions. Um, but I'm going to use kind of why I enjoy collecting sports cards and memorabilia as the driver for tonight's discussion. Uh, but before I get into my takes, you know, I want to share a little bit. I found an article online, just kind of why people in general like to collect. And, uh, first things first, there are tangible and viable alternative traditional investments. That makes sense. It's, uh, you know, like many purchases we make we're investing in an asset uh, whether or not it's appreciating or depreciating we're you know we you know whether it's a, an automobile uh, a home uh, or something of a smaller scale like a pair of shoes you know chances are the value is going to drop but we're you know in the, sh- in the short term there's an asset um some things you know the value increases with time you know they're kind of like uh you know think wine except something that is more a little bit more tangible and, uh, you know, just you give it years and the value is going to increase. Sports cards kind of fall into that latter camp more often. I mean, it's not guaranteed. Um, but certainly where the hobby is now, you know, products from 20 years ago, as they're becoming more scarce and hard to find, their, um, you know, prices are going way up and the demand is going way up. Uh, so, um, so I guess that point makes sense. Uh, there are a couple others. I didn't create this list you know, they're, they're great conversation pieces. That is true. They're playing fun, of course. They maintain perspective. It's improved self-esteem. That's kind of getting into, um, you know, I don't know if we should give sports cuts that much credit. But certainly, yes, six keeps you youthful. And the last point on this pick your list, it's good for your brain and your health. Yes, I mean, if you're investing your passions, there are some positive benefits that you're reaping along the way. And, you know, healthy distraction from maybe just some of this, the, um, the stresses of life. We shouldn't rely on our passions uh, and our hobbies to 
Medicaid, uh, as I'll mention in a second, but certainly there's just some peripheral, um, superficial advantages, uh, uh, you know, of our hobbies, whether it's meteorology, some, maybe some of you are into animals. <laughs> I don't know, like, you know, you're into astronomy or, or another ology. Like for me, it's meteorology. Um, some of you are into electronics or, or, or motored vehicles. Um, you know, there's a list of hobbies. There's there so many of them, um, collecting coins, historical artifacts. Um, and just as we zoom out, on a lot of them, we find that we want to be in proximity to greatness. Yes, we all want to be great and do great things. I think that's definitely hardwired to a lot of us. Um, but that kind of like that next level is in being in proximity to greatness. With sports cards, um, you know, a lot of them, uh, a lot of products these days, they'll include autographs um, on card. You know, so it's like you, you get an autograph pull out of a pack and, you know, it's like this athlete not only signed the card but held it in his hand, you know, that means something. It you know the on-card autographs have way more value than the sticker ones, for that very reason. Um, there's fabrics of the game like jersey swatches, ball swatches, court pieces. Um, there's a lot of different. You know, I, I've seen stadium chairs. They cut them up somehow and they put them in a card, and it's just uh, it's a way of uh, preserving history. And I think a lot of hobbies do that. Um, so I think it's interesting though with sports cards collecting. I think we uh, we all know our limits. Um, if you collect, you, you know, you, some of, if you're young enough, you you want to be like your idol. You want to be like your sports hero. Uh, for people like me, for the adult crew, it's like you accept who you are, <laughs> what you are, and what you're not. And I think investing and gifting of talents that just aren't made for you, but just your um, you're, yeah, you're investing in talents that aren't your own that you greatly respect. I think that's kind of at the epicenter of most hobbies. You know, it's uh, a way to just tap in and get a piece of the action. Um, now, what's cool about wanting to be in proximity to greatness is this ties into uh, things of more eternal significance. You know, we should want to be in proximity to greatness. Um, and the ultimate source is obviously God. Without him, there's there could be no greatness to be extended, to be given, to be delegated, etc. Um, so wanting to be in proximity to greatness, it's not some defeated mentality. It's like, well, it's, you know, I can't if it can't be like them, might as well, you know, try and uh feel like I got this memento from them to, you know, feel significant about myself. I think a lot of people view the hobby through that lens, and it's not the case. Um you know, as I'll talk about in a little bit, I think we want to ensure that we have a piece of history that we can pass down. Memorabilia is a way of marking history. Um, and the card industry is, uh, the memorabilia industry in sports, it's just one way of doing that. Um, now, I will say before I forget, you know, we're celebrating gifting. This doesn't mean we cross over in idolatrous lines where we're using the hobby or any hobby for that matter as a means of massaging our voids or controlling and guiding our satisfaction and kind of being the end all be all core of our comfort. I'm not saying that. Um, what I'm saying is that greatness is an extension of beauty and I guess the vice versa works as well. And if we know, um, just what our passions represent and what they reflect, you know, these are things that come from God that were created by God. It all goes back 
to the Trinitarian uh, giving and receiving relationship as we talked about in previous episodes. I, I don't want to get too deep tonight, but I do want to draw special attention to the fact that our passions and our interests, they they do mean something. Um, and these uh, these takeaways, the kind of conversation we're having right now is worth having. It's worth asking ourselves, why do we like doing what we do? Not just vocationally or occupationally, uh, but even just in the things that... Um, kind of we do on the side that kind of uh, we do to fill our time. God cares about how we use our time. Um, so uh, investing in remembering something bigger than ourselves. I think that's that's kind of the big star point of all this. You know, sports cards collecting, it, it's something, it's a way that many people will, you know, they want to um, tap into something that goes so far beyond them. And that's, again, how we're hardwired. We want to believe that there's some supreme sovereign deity out there. Many people in different faiths, but the common denominators, they want to believe in something um, that is of supreme governance, of supreme authority that you know ties into the next life. Um, we want that security, sometimes more the relationship, but that's, again, another topic for another day. We, we, we all, though, want to be part of something bigger than ourselves, and sports cards is a great hobby to do that. Um, it was a legacy element. I'm excited about passing down my collection to my son, and hopefully he'll pass it down to his son. So there's a legacy element. Um, but ultimately, it's not just about the item itself. It's not about the cards in your hands. It's not even about the, the memorabilia that kind of like sometimes it'll be, it'll be game stamped, and you'll know exactly what day uh, the event occurred. You know, this jersey is not just any just game-worn jersey, but it's, uh, it, it happened to pertain to the significant moment in time. You know, some people like they'll invest, uh, they'll pay top dollar for not just any Michael Jordan game used jersey, but one that he scored his most points in or had a, a, a triple double or, you know, he, you know, he sank this game winner. I mean, it's like you have that with you. It's like um, it's an asset that, you know, maybe the value changed a little bit, but that what what the significance associated to the memorabilia that will never change. You can't undo the past. Right. Um, so there's a there's that blend of what's tangible and what's intangible. I think for many sports collectors like myself, the tangible is nice um, and the intangible is even greater. You know, I just realized as I'm cutting this, we're at the 10-minute mark. I kind of jumped in to, I'm going to push pause on on where I was. I'm going to talk about what triggered all this because that's, I probably should have given that context first. So apologies. This is kind of out of sorts. Um, so a week ago, I'm busting open a box of cards. I, I bought a $30 box of 16, 17 threads for my birthday, taking advantage of a cyber sale uh, at blowoutcards.com. It's something I like to do each year. Way of rewarding myself. 30 bucks though, it's you know 20 packs per box in this particular product. So each pack is only worth a buck and a half. And in one of them, towards the end of the box, I pull uh, a Ben Simmons rookie. Ben Simmons, the, he was the number one draft pick of the 2016 NBA draft. He is the the cream of the crop you know, in terms of, uh, you know, if you're chasing cards in that product, you want a Ben Simmons rookie card. First year card. There's, uh, his base rookies are common, so there's only going to be worth eight bucks. But um, there's different variations of parallels and numbered cards. And, you know, in this case, you know, I, uh, I'm about three packs left from finishing the box. And I pull up to see a Ben Simmons, and I'm like, great. And then I noticed that the coloration is different. This, the standard silver foil is now a gold foil that they use actual gold uh, 
gold sh- leaf sheet, I think. So it's, it's a rare substance. And then I see a stamped at the very bottom said number five of 10. And I start to not freak out, but I get pretty giddy. I knew I had landed a, a rare card of a star player, you know, Sometimes, you know, the sophomore, junior, senior, year, you know, cards of a star player, they, they go down over time. But the rookie year is a special year. Um, that's, uh, you, you chase the rookie cards. There's a reason why they have, like, a, you know, almost a separate following entirely. Um, so I, I did some research after, you know, I, I got in the house and pulled my Beckett's out and my price guides. And I'm, I, re- I quickly realized this card was not just worth like fifty, sixty, seventy dollars like I thought. It was worth close to five hundred. And that was just it, that automatically evolved to maybe the top a top three pull of my entire twenty years pulling sports cards. It's uh it was a pretty big moment. Now five hundred bucks we have plenty if we if we go through our inventory, like we have plenty that are worth more. But you think about five hundred dollars off a a pack that costs a buck and a half or worth a buck and a half, that's some huge ROI. That cannot be denied. And this is probably something that will, you know, maybe, maybe dips a little bit in value, but I think the value is secure, especially if I get the card graded and, uh, you know, you send it to a professional grading company and they'll look at the cornering, the, the, the edges, the centering and all that stuff. And if you can get a pristine card, something of that rarity, that scarcity, you're looking at a couple thousands, you know, Anywho, so that's that's the moment that triggered all this. It was I'll have to insert a pick of this into the pod here. Um, uh, but at any rate, I, you know that ties into my next point. I was going to talk about. We all love scarcity. We all love rarity. Um, in the hobby world, we're all uh, you know one of the things that people chase are one of ones. They are exactly as they sound. They are cards that have a serial stamp one of one on them and this was not a one of one that i pulled it was obviously five of ten so um however this was you know it's it's pretty near that and so we all like having something that no one else has we like that feeling of uniqueness um i think a lot of times we find uniqueness in our possessions more than just believing that we are by definition unique there's no one else on the planet like us um, we know we know mentally conceptually we're one of ones, but I think a lot of times we want to find the reflection, the confirmation that we are unique in that way, and we use our hobbies and passions to get us there to find the evidence of what we want to believe about ourselves. Now, there's of course problems with that um, when we think eternally, theologically, but this kind of ties into the self-esteem point in the article that I was talking about earlier. We're all trying to find ourselves or confirmation of who we think we are, and. Uh, yeah, again, our passions being an avenue, I think it's okay to have the interest, to have satisfaction, especially knowing, you know, when I get to the end of my life, this is all dust. This is all not going to really matter on Judgment Day. <laughs> um, I think it's a great way to bond and build community. I think if we're using our passions to build relationships and you see the um, the evangelic uh, potential <laughs> in what we do, I mean... Hobbies bring people together. Passions bring people together. Interests bring people together. There's forums for about any hobby you could think of, and you're connected with people all over the world these days. It's really awesome to have a conversation with. You never know what they believe in, but you have the potential to build something off. Uh, 
the hobby. So it's just in the way technology is wired these days. I mean, you could get a, you buy a box break of a certain team for like a 10 bucks or less. And then you're just on this live stream and you could talk to people. You could just be like, Hey, my name is Cameron. And you could you know, introduce yourself. And it's really cool. Um, how the hobby has evolved in the 21st century. But, uh, I think we're all wanting to find the evidence that we are one-on-ones. And it's for those who are in Christ and are believers, we know we're already that. We don't need to find the confirmation, but somewhere, you know, there's kind of a lost part in all of us, you know, some of us are found, a lot of us are not, some of us are found, but we're still kind of lost some, some ways we're believing lies. I think all of us are believing a lie or two somewhere along the line. And we, it's easy to think less of ourselves. And sometimes that's why it's easy to, you know, we have a void. We're struggling with a deficit of some kind. We plug our hobbies in. Um, so we, we have to understand that chasing rarity is is totally fine as long as we're responsible with it. But the ultimate responsibility that goes beyond just being financially frugal <laughs> is just we have to remember that um, a possession, a card, a whatever cannot give us purpose. That has been divinely given uh, from the beginning of time. It all goes back to the Trinity. Um, now, sports cards, you know, going just another layer. Um, that probably was the the biggest point I had to mention tonight. I mean, there's an organization. There, there's uh, for me, I love arranging large quantities, classifying items. You know, I love the price guide element too. It's, you know, it's just again something to pass down to future generations. It's a minuscule microcosm of leaving a legacy. If you collect cards, you're passionate about them, obviously, and they're you know alternative assets as we discussed. They're worth. Um, you know, passing down, it's, and it's important to make sure that their value is known and communicated to inheritors and future benefactors. And so it's not only having the assets for yourself, but having something to pass down, even I know in a pinch, I could sell my car collection and, you know, it's going to be in the mid five digits. I mean, it's just something that I've done for multiple decades. And, you know, if I need to flip them, um, I could certainly do that. I hope I never have to do that. But, um, so there's an enjoyability factor for sure. Um, with this particular hobby and it just brought to light, you know, just having that amazing pull moment, uh, you know, it just got me thinking, why do I enjoy this so much? And yeah, there's a thrill element. Like, Oh my goodness, this is a very unique card. Very few people, you know, who knows if the other nine, I know one other has been found who knows about the other nine, the Ben Simmons gold foil rookie card. Um, you know, and it's just, we all like return of investments. We want to, you know, and that's another thing I actually wasn't planning on telling us. We all want to plant things that re- we all want to reap a harvest. We want to sow something and it produces back 10 times fold. I mean, um, or more. Um, so I think that we're all trying to, we all want to find something more than what we're putting into, I guess. We, we, we want that, that great ROI, regardless of that work or if it's, uh, relationally, <laughs> uh, you know, we take a chance with people and we hope that there could be, uh, this connection that is just, that goes beyond the temporary and the immediate. So I think that, uh, and I'm talking sports cards, but I feel like a lot of our interests, like there's just element, there's these certain elements that are like common threads and denominators. So as we wrap this up, yes, I wanted to share a cool story that happened to me. But more importantly, I wanted to just remind you that as we approach this holiday season, there's a lot on our minds, a lot on our plates, a lot of emotion involved. Uh, Don't be afraid to surrender your passion. I'm not saying don't be passionate about uh, the things that excite you, 
but just kind of submit them to God as you pursue joy. Don't substitute or, or rely on your passions. Rely on God and his joy is your strength. It's very easy to plug in possessions, the, the hope of new ones, um, being able to maybe buy our comfort. Um, yeah, maybe we're, we, we, you know, I know this is another topic for another day, but we can compartmentalize our giving where um, we have moments of selflessness, but there's still that part where we're looking to maybe uh, get something, obtain something that will be that boost that we're looking for. Uh, don't fall for that trap. I know it's not exactly the message um, I thought I was going to share on coming into this episode, uh, but really just see the platform that your passions can be. See God in them. Dare to see the effect that they could have in bridging positive relationship um, and extending kingdom influence and maturing in that. That's been one of my calling cards all year long. Don't separate those maybe what seems like frivolous activities uh, things that maybe, you know, well, this is just contained in my own sense of gratification. Um, just, you know, when I say surrender them to God, submit them to God and see what, you know, how he would want you to use them for his glory. Don't think that, you know, yeah, collecting cards, it may seem so far from extending uh, the light that is within me, insulting the earth and, and reflecting glory. But who am I to say that there's not witness potential there? And this holiday season is a great reminder of, you know, why we exist, <laughs> you know, our salvation, our uh, our sanctification, our transformation. Um, these are all topics that we're going to discuss in the in the weeks to come. Um, but anywho, guys, I, I as always, I appreciate you listening, for tuning in. Hope you got a little bit of something out of this. I hope to have another episode, uh, at least one more before the end of the year. If you have any suggestions on topics uh, you want us to cover in the short or long term, feel free to uh, shoot us a, a PM at your convenience. If not, we just pray God's best over your week. Many blessings. We're rooting for you. And as I always say, we'll catch you on the fry. Peace.